uh, did you turn off your uh, ringer? No, I'm expecting an important call. <laughs> Jenner's really piling up the points. He sprints through the hurdles for 866. He hurls the javelin for 862. He's done it! Bruce Jenner set a new world decathlon record. I spent a good part of my life getting ready for that day. I worked out a lot, ate a lot of Wheaties. Because a complete breakfast with Wheaties is good tasting and good for you. Take it from Bruce Jenner. Wheaties is the breakfast of champions. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Dave Juskow Podcast. Another exciting episode of the final days of April 2015. We are here at a lovely day in New York City, although it just dropped 20 degrees. It might have been the best day of the year early in the afternoon. And we are at the Dave Juskow Studios. <laughs> and I am welcoming my special guest in studio today, not on the telephone. You know her, you love her. Sarah Silverman, everybody. Hello, David. Hello, David. Sarah, thank you so much for coming. I don't talk like this the whole time. I was right? just going to ask you that. <laughs> no, wouldn't that be funny, though? Or mm-hmm. not, maybe. I don't know. It gets annoying after a while. But I can't help myself when that music goes on. I, I, just, I can't help it. Between that and then I have this like uh, halfway point where I do uh, like this TV. Th- I, I, I can't help it. It's like a problem. No, it's not a problem. Ladies and gentlemen, because even as a kid, like, like Howard, you know, like, you, you want to do that DJ voice. I've always wanted to do it my whole life. And here's your chance. Well, I think that's why I like Tony Roberts so much, because he has that automatic voice. And uh, listen to me. Oh, <laughs> John Vitti called me today, and he goes, uh, what, you don't like the coconut water? No, but where do you keep this uh, foam microphone why, is it gross? cover up your <laughs> No, I just put it in those little things. What, you think my cat shit on it or something? It smells... You want to take it off? It smells like... <laughs> wow. It smells like another time. Well, you know what it smells like? What? The 80s. <laughs> well, smell this. I just got it. It's I want new. you to smell it. Yeah, let me smell. I don't know. It does smell a little like the 80s. Yeah, doesn't it? <laughs> I see <laughs> I what you mean. Agree. Do you want another one? Look, I have that red no, one no. over there. But I thought I'm that sure would be too much like a same. clown nose, so. Um, mine doesn't smell, so. Let me put this back. I see what you mean, though. Yeah, it smells like somewhere between baby aspirin and... <sighs> Come and mm. Pez. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Three of my favorite things. Uh, John Vitti uh, from the Boston Globe called me today, and he goes, "You know what you should do in your podcast? You should just when you're doing it alone, you should just say like, uh, like we're gonna take calls, and then uh, you know nobody's calling, and then I'm, I just keep giving out the, and I say my guest is Tony Roberts, and I just go like now, uh, now Tony, just why don't you give out the number again? Okay, today we'll be at Frozen Tundra. He just keeps out giving new numbers. <laughs> Frozen Tundra seven five thousand, and it's good for the whole day. It's such a bummer because your podcast has such an audience, but that audience doesn't know about podcasts because they're so old. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I have a complete diverse, strange audience. I hear all. Allison Solomon uh, called me that they said uh, some of her students like the kid we met. Oh, you know, Connor Dorgan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I remember. Well, his he's name. going to my. Uh, he's going to Ithaca, where oh. I went and stuff too. So um, he's been listening. So he's going to love this one because that's where we we met him at your show. Yeah. 
in uh, New Jersey. My at what old used to be called the Garden State Arts Center. Roommates, uh, it, my old roommate Allison Solomon, who is a high school theater teacher, and these are two of her students, came to see me, and Jessica was with me. And now this boy is going to his uh, yeah. college. I don't know why I had to reiterate it. I got I, so bored halfway through, and then I had to see it through. And I it's apologize. all intertwined. That was uh, that was a good show. That was the uh, day of tell. Oh, it's so funny about tell when he uh, came over, and we were um, <laughs> he was just looking at him, and he just gets all nervous, and he leaves. And then, uh, but then he had that. It, it's so funny. Everybody just loves him so much. I mean, his comedy, and he had that great joke about um, midgets and how. Um, a stamp is like a, a portrait. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That was a fun time, though. And then I got to see the tour bus. Remember, I was fascinated by that. I wouldn't leave that bus. Oh, right. Oh, this is during the Oddball Fest. I yeah, the Oddball Fest. Was, right, right. Yeah. I forgot about that, too. A whole bunch of us touring together. Yeah. It was a, well, that's a that's some damn show. Yeah, you, know, you so Louie, Dave, Jeff, Ross. Uh, who else? Chris Hardwick. Uh, oh, well, he wasn't on the show. I was. I oh, don't think so. Oh, he wasn't. There's uh, Hannibal, some all I think, sorts was of. Oh, Hannibal, Hannibal yeah. Um, and then Amy Schumer joined as well. Yeah, Amy Schumer too. did some dates. Damn, that's Amy that's some, some unbelievable tour. I know, I know. Um, you Chris know, Dalia. Yeah, I don't think I know him. No, he's L.A. Ugh. What are you doing in New York? Because I told you never to show your face here again. Uh, I told you I came to, uh, I invited you to the premiere of uh, my my lover, Michael Sheen. Is, uh, I know that because you were in the post in today. I was? Yep. The night before she was nominated for a Tony for Broadway Skylight, Carrie Mulligan oh, she's celebrated so her film movie. Far From the Matting Crowd with Your Boyfriend at the Paris Theater. Also, the screening where our co-stars Matthias Schoenholm. He's incredible, How do you too. pronounce that last name? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know either part Michael of Sheen with his girlfriend, Sarah Silverman. Not his girlfriend. That's what it says. I guess I am. She's not my wife. Um, and then I was saying, why the hell wasn't I invited to that? You were. Oh, that's he, right. He had one <laughs> ticket. Uh, and do you think David Jeskow would like to come? Oh, did he really say that? No, he said, do you have uh, a friend you'd like to bring? I that, said, what? yeah, Jeskow. He goes, oh, yeah, wonderful. <laughs> oh, I suppose that'll be all right then. Well, listen, I mean, I think your boyfriend is one of the finest actors of our time. Oh, wait until you see him in this movie. He's heartbreaking. Oh, really? Does he, uh, what, is he a supporting character or is he yeah. a main, the main character? Well, it's all about her, Bathsheba Everdeen. What? The Thomas Hardy <laughs> novel. That's where Katniss Everdeen comes from, the name Everdeen. I don't know what that is. That's from uh, um, Hunger Games. Oh, oh, Kat, right. I do know her name is Kat, but I didn't know the last name. And uh, she's like one of the first kind of feminist characters where she's this woman in the 1800s. It's a period piece, which sounds like it would be boring, and it's so not boring. I've seen it twice. You know me. I don't like to see anything. Yeah, twice. you've seen it twice. Yeah. So good. I was watching the uh, Graham Norton show the other day, and they had a picture of your boyfriend and the two other guys, I guess, in it up on the screen. It's just funny to see him, you know. It's funny when stuff. he gets his picture <laughs> taken. Uh, I don't know if there's a picture. Oh, it's not. No. It's, I laugh when I see it's him. Picture her. He always has that, like, uh, headshot face on, you know? <laughs> good for him. <laughs> it's so cute. I have the opposite of a headshot face when I get a picture. <laughs> that picture of me and Paul Rudd and that guy tried to get, uh, when we were at the uh, Night of a Thousand Stars, right? I was trying mm -hmm. to take a picture with uh, my boy here. And um, this guy tried to get fancy. So he's like, no, let me get up. 
you know, in the thing, and I was already smiling. And then when I, I, I didn't know what he's. I'm like, well, you just take the picture already. And then I got the googly eyes. I was furious. You know how mad I get when I can't take a good picture. Like I always talk about that one with Charlie Sheen that is still I mad at Jeff Ross's at, girlfriend uh, at the time. Yeah, yeah. To take a blurry picture in this day and age, there should be no excuse for a blurry picture. That's a good point, David. Thank you. But one, Charlie Sheen is not your friend. What? There's no reason to have a picture with him. Why don't you just Google images him it wasn't and paste just... <laughs> yourself next to him? What does because it, mean? What it does was it mean exciting. It was me, Charlie Sheen, John Lovitz, Jeff, and Steve O from Jackass. Now that's a fucking shot I want to put on my wall. And oh, good Lord. the reason why it was so great is because it's a moment in time. And at when that time was, uh, that picture was taken was when Charlie Sheen was at his, you know, high level of nonsense. And so that's what makes it special. It's like a time capsule. You know what? You and I are different, but we love each other. And I think that's really what is it? Are you angry that I of... want to take that picture? No, I'm not angry. <laughs> First of all, it makes all the sense in the world that that picture is blurry. It should be blurry. <laughs> <laughs> But then why do you hate the picture idea? I don't hate the picture idea. I just... Um, I know you don't care for his nonsense. No, I don't have any opinion. I, I, I don't have any opinion at all. I just... You know, I mean... Uh, it just doesn't mean anything. Well, to me it did. Isn't that enough? Isn't it more important that you have my softball picture from <laughs> New Hampshire on your refrigerator? Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah, I got Sarah's like... When, what were we, Nine? No, I'm like 15, but I uh, look you like are? I'm nine. Yeah, you look like I you're was, nine. I thought I, you were nine. I looked very little f- until I was about 17. Sarah's got a, uh, a, you know, like a baseball card photo, like you'd get in yeah. a t- like you open <laughs> it with I'm a younger, thing of gu- bubble gum, and I have it on my wall because it's hilarious. I mean, on my refrigerator for years because she's so cute, but she looks exactly the same, but a miniaturized version, and she's, you know, in her I'd baseball was, uniform. I would say I was seventh grade, I was probably 12. And I still have that softball glove. It's still my glove, and I love it. It's uh, Fred Lynn. I don't know who that is. He's a baseball player. I had a Dave Parker one. Who's that? I don't know. It's one of the I think Hardy boys. the Pirates. Or maybe Dave Winfield? I can't. You're not athletic. No, but I do like, uh, I do like sports, ironically, sometimes. You know, that's what we do talk about the show sometimes. Have you been following any of the basketball? Because I know you like basketball. You were in the All-Star game this year. I love playing basketball. The celebrity All-Star game. Mm-hmm. Where you got swallowed up by that arcade fire guy. How did I get swallowed up? No, by I, that? that guy's huge. He, was, he looked like he was actually a basketball player. Oh, he was nice. And uh, have you been following the basketball? I know you, you play basketball. You like it. Have you been following any mm-hmm. of it? No? It's been very exciting. Oh. Um. You, you know, sometimes when you listen, I don't know whether you, the other, last Thursday, uh, the Golden State Warriors were down 20 points and against the the New Orleans Pelicans. That's the name of their Can team. Come again? Yeah. <laughs> the New Orleans Pelicans. That's the name of the team. Did you know that? No. Did you know that they changed their name to the Pelicans? No, none of these names sound familiar to me at all. I know. Well, I remember years ago when the Seattle Supersonics were really good in mm. the 90s. And you said, I said, who do you think is going to win it all? You're like, the Seattle Supersonics. I did? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I think that year you also picked like a major upset. Um, it it might have been the, either the Sonics or the Nuggets that upset the Sonics that year. And it was you picked it. It was amazing. I don't know. You seem to know about basketball a lot. 
Well, I think I was just bullshitting and went <laughs> my way. <laughs> well, uh, anyway, this guy, Stefan Curry, who's amazing, um, they were down by 20 points, and they're the best team in the league right now. And um, they came back, and here's how it sounded. That's the first time, but then you have to listen to it. They're playing on the road. Is this guy money or what? And Curry will let it go for three. Comes up short. Offensive rebound. Curry again. And Curry hits a three. Tie game. 2.8. We have overtime in New Orleans. I like how the announcers go crazy. You know, it seems like they really shouldn't be doing that. But, um, you know, because it's a... They're on the road, but he the no. But they're not rooting. They're I, just I know amazed. they get excited. Yeah, they get excited, cool. but it is cool, and I like it a lot. And it was very exciting. I was up, and it was like at twelve thirty at night here on the East Coast, so it was like really exciting. And he did that what Reggie Miller did to the Knicks many years ago, where he missed the first three to tie the game, and then it came back to him, got the offensive rebound, and then did it, and then got the three. It was amazing. It was really really good. And here's what happened when the Bucks beat the Bulls over the weekend. That's a buzzer beater. A buzzer beater. Yep. And it's uh, cool stuff. I love that kind of stuff. I mean, that's when it gets exciting, you know, when there's something like that at the end. Oh, yeah. Um, I like that. So I've been watching a lot of the basketball and I've been watching a lot of the hockey. And uh, I re- play off hockey. Never watch it, right? No, Laura does. Laura's a Is that huge right? hockey Is she fan. a Bruins fan? Bruins and Kings. She's really, she loves the Kings. I liked the Kings. I really liked the Kings when, you know, I used to go to the games whenever I was in L.A. Until they ended up playing the Devils. I couldn't believe it. I went to a Kings game that year, and I had such a great time. What with Mike Royce, Mike Pro Choice Royce, and um, I had such a great time. Always rooting for the Kings because I never thought in my wildest dreams it would come down to the Kings and the Devils. That made it, what are the odds that's going to happen? Then it came down and they beat the Devils two years ago. Then they ended up beating the Rangers last year. Let's go back to the reason why you call Mike Royce Mike Pro Choice Royce because it it actually hilariously makes zero sense it started i believe many years ago when his father dated a black woman which has nothing to do with abortion rights no 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 his other way around his mother dated a black guy and you you thought of that because it's just liberal is just one big blanket thing mike pro-choice right actually that's that is not the case it was mitch silverberg who came up with that name for no reason because <laughs> <laughs> it sounded funny he didn't even know mike he just came because those guys all have nicknames for people all the time so you know that's what davy boy comes from they made that Davey up. boy jessica right and uh you know we call our friend ron we call him noro because he says everything backwards so <laughs> they have their own language so if you want to... Um, Is Ron the black guy? No, that's Max. Right. Yeah. Max, we were talking about him on the show yesterday because he wants to videotape this, This what happens here. Video podcast. Yeah, like... Uh, you oh, know, like uh, Josh has a video po- podcast network. They do? Yeah. That's cool. You should get on that. Really? Oh, I guess you have to be in LA. Well, why can't I do it here and submit it? I don't know. You have to talk to uh, Daniel Kellison. Hey, he's all right. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, you want to go VIP all the way. That's the thing. Now, um, first of all, I just want to say that uh, 
Last week on this show, I begged New Yorkers to relax. Uh, I wanted all the cops and everybody just relax because I had dinner reservations on Saturday night and they were thwarted when there was protests here with uh, the girl you met downstairs, the DA. Mm -hmm. Um, We were supposed to go to Staten Island for dinner and we couldn't get over the Brooklyn Bridge because of the protests, the Ferguson ones, I believe. Mm -hmm. So I begged people this time to relax. But apparently my message did not get to Baltimore. Now, fortunately, I didn't have to. I wasn't going to Baltimore. But I, I really sent out the message last week, and it completely backfired. So today, mm-hmm. I was watch, watching the Orioles game. Did you hear what happened? No. They played it in front of no one. Wow. They played the Orioles and the White Sox, and they played in front of no one. And I couldn't wait to watch it. I was just completely... Because no one could get there. No, they, they told people not oh, to come because no they thought it allowed. would be trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. they played in front of an empty stadium. It was wild. It was, what if they find out they love it? Well, I guess no, well, I was money. thinking about that right. too. <laughs> wow, can you believe it? Safety over money—that's. Uh... Well, I guess they still get the money for the TV rights, but a lot of people were complaining, like, "What about those people? The concession people—they're not going to get paid." I think they should have canceled the game, but then they wouldn't get paid either. So, right. I don't know. I, I thought it was way cool, and I was thinking the same thing. What if they like it, and once a year they just want to play a game by themselves? It is yeah. a little odd, but I can't imagine they liked it because the Orioles killed them like eight to two. And they were, they were hitting home runs. I mean, it was ridiculous. This guy hit three home runs in one day. The crowd would have been going crazy. Well, it's nice that Orioles had a win. But, I mean, yeah. look, it's a fucked up uh, situation that it's been this way for a long time. And and it's it's not just a sudden thing. It's been building and building. It's, it's a very um, – there's a lot of fucked up shit going on there where cops have a kind of power that is uh, – that they don't have to be accountable for. And um, – and a, a culture of people who are treated like shit and they've had enough and they're not going to take it anymore. And you go, well, the looting hurts the protest aspect of it, but it's, it's a rage. It's a rage and it's a, a, a reaction. It's a reaction to something. Did you see the video of the mother slapping around her son? Which yeah, you saw on and TV? everybody's like, uh, it's hilarious, but it's still, she's, shouldn't. She looks just like that girl can't on Empire. Can't teach uh, your kid to to not be violent by smacking them in front Good of point. a you know you wonder why people hate you know grow up to uh hate women <laughs> glad you mentioned that actually um had a whole bunch of stuff about that you know you know i read the i get the, you the, have uh, copious notes yeah jessica <laughs> i get the uh the post delivered every day and right. I was going to talk to you about this because... Their politics are so good. <laughs> Listen, that's what I... I've always wanted a paper delivered to my house. I think it's I know. This is the thing is, like, even liberals read the Post because, uh, you know, they got the fun pictures and everything. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I have um, two... Art- in the last two days, and it happens every day, but I just noticed it when I knew you were coming on. I, it just reminded me because you, you know... you. But two articles where rich guys have beaten their wives or girlfriends, mm-hmm. you know, just and it keeps happening. These are wealthy guys. This guy is the king of the cabs. Um, you know, he's uh, he's got the most medallions in the city of the cabs and he choked his wife. And then she's finally filing for a divorce. And then this one is a weather girl on Fios one, which I guess is like New York one. I don't know. Fios, you know, like a, mm-hmm. the local station. Right. And he begged her to get an abortion, and then he choked her, this guy. And he's like a millionaire, too. I don't know what he does. What's going on? He, Why um, all this violence towards uh, 
I mean, I know it's been going that's on for years. That's just what we hear about. I know. That's what I'm saying lately. It just, it just seems like it's in my head when I'm reading it. You're it just, just seems like it's piling high it up. profile ones. Well, men are terrifying, and I think that as they, um, that's a very terrible blanket statement. I'm no, you're right. I mean, I'm ter- <laughs> look at look at my apartment. I look like a serial killer. <laughs> um, no, I I love men. I have many wonderful men in my I've life, heard. including you and wow. Michael and uh, my father, my very own father. Um, I think that this is a time where there's a real struggle with men and women. And uh, the more power women have, the more threatened certain men feel. You know, it's, it's just like the right with any rights, the, the right wing and the, the Tea Party people. Um, they don't want gay people to get married because it's like it takes something away from their marriage. They, they feel when more people have rights, the rights that they should have had all along, there's a threat. And it's a threat that is in their minds, but it's real, and people pay because of it, pay the price. I know what you mean, actually, because I've had you know Alan Klein on the show, mm-hmm. who you know was very you know active in Claymation. the community, right? But in the yeah. Glad and stuff like that, and he was on a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about you know he's married to his husband, and I always mm-hmm. tell him I have trouble saying it because you know just old, and I'm like ready for it I think I feel okay with boyfriend you know I get used to that that I'm, I'm having trouble with husband right okay it's right, just me then, I'm having then trouble then you'll get used to it I'll get used to it but um, it's funny because at first I was I'm not against gay marriage obviously I, where I, I is this going it's going because I am I was against gay marriage in the sense of I wanted it to be called something else because I understand what you're saying that it takes away because I'm not married so I'm I not got saying jealous. that it takes away. I'm no, no, saying what they that were the saying. threat, the threat, the threat to un- the unconscious. I know what you're saying is that they feel like it takes something away from. I know, what and they I have, think I was feeling that. Everyone can have it. I was feeling that is what I'm saying. Yeah, a little. Well, that's a big thing to admit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was having trouble with it because I'm like, well, I'm not married, and now it's taking away from. Uh, that's the way I was feeling. I feel like an idiot, you know. But I, sure. I was just being honest, you know, like I. You know, I obviously I, I don't really care, but in fact, well, I don't do know. I guess not, I got I jealous. Mean, not only <laughs> it's not about not caring, but I actually completely feeling the opposite way. I hope you've come around. Well, no, no, I you know I don't I mean, you care so if they get married. I was just a yeah, gay. of course. No, I I know. I'm just, I'm just I was I was getting jealous. I think, and I just I don't know. I guess I. It's what you're saying about the tea party. I I think I was I I get what they're doing, but they're crazy. But the fact that you can, <laughs> I can let it go. acknowledge that yeah. and I'm just being realize honest. it yeah. and then and change, that's a huge thing. People are so afraid of being wrong or changing or letting themselves be changed by new information. It's so terrifying to people that it keeps a whole, it keeps the well-being of others um, from happening. <laughs> Been a problem for a long time. And they're very powerful people. Who are um, because of their own fucked up hangups, holding back history, and just so consistently on the wrong side of history, and they're not learning from it. It's bizarre. Yeah, no, I know. Um, it's weird that it gets worse. 
you know, like with, with creationism and stuff like that, that it oh keeps going backwards. Like that we're not making progress. <laughs> How can that be? I think that I, I like to believe that with all the horror of that kind of stuff, there's an equal and opposite force, you know, that, that it will motivate people. To it makes go, me oh nervous, God. you know, for the, I don't know. Like you have to have faith that Jesus is our Lord, our, our God. But with all the proof in the world of global warming, no, they won't accept it. <laughs> they really, laugh at yeah, it like it's, it's a joke. And it's weird when you hear them talking. I'm like, but I, and I can understand convincing yourself in a way when you're lying. It's you know, even like even yourself... if you're religious and you, and if and Noah lived today and said there's going to be a huge flood and you've got to get on building this ark with me and being a part of it. Uh, there's no way those people would be a part of it. Right. <laughs> you know? I know. There are people trying to build an ark right now. Right. Right. I see what you're saying. You're using it you as know? a... You and, know? And those very people... They won't... Are, are scoffing at it. It's weird. Yeah. But it doesn't make any sense. What do you suppose their end game is? Um, <laughs> That's what the thing is. If they... When it's so obvious to us, there is global warming it's about people being honest with themselves because really it comes down to greed greed is an addiction and people justify their addiction with things like with absolutely blasphemous things like god hmm. you know i mean we're poisoning kids with pesticides and uh because it puts it lines rich people's pockets and behooves them in lots of different ways um, they turn the other, they they turn the other cheek in the in a bad way, <laughs> whatever the bad way of that is. I'm not being very articulate, and yet I am. Well, you're also texting at the same no, time. No, I'm not texting. I'm, I want to write that thing down. That's good. Building an art. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, I would never uh, bother you for uh, having you know writing to whatever you're doing, tweeting, writing, because I used to do that when you were first starting out. And I'm like, do you always have to write down your material while we're having dinner? <laughs> and uh, you know, it paid off. <laughs> so who am I to say now um, you know one of the other things I was going to talk about the um, women just uh, really quick is that I don't know if you heard about Ashley Judd no. and her tweets she uh, was a big Kentucky fan when they were just in the um, tournament and she was just she tweeted just like hey uh, you know the Arkansas is playing dirty or something like that just because she's a huge Sports fan yeah. right and then of course the boys, you know, called her a, a cunt and a whore, you know, and stuff, because they, you know, just like, what do you know about sports or whatever? And then she is like suing them. I don't know how she found out like their information, but she she wasn't. How is she suing? Them? I don't know. Are you is this the whole story? Yeah, um, she spent filing police reports at home about. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how you get in touch, but Kurt Schilling did the same thing. Because people were uh, making making lewd comments about his seventeen year old daughter, and he fa somehow found out their he published their names and where they lived and where they worked, and then he threatened legal action. I don't even know how you find oh my god the people I, I, on Twitter, never, but he, you you've never seen more hateful tweets than uh, the tweets I get. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. I can't even imagine. I try to not look at it. I scroll and scroll and scroll, but then I'll stop. The scrolling will stop and I'll check. And I'll, oh no, it's still hate, still hate tweets. That's got to be horrible. So you know, mad. when I was on the Artie Lang show, was the first time I got that because I, you know, you really can't grasp it until it happens to you. 
because I, mean, I like, could say, feel it physically. It like right. gives you like a because I could feel for, for someone like you, I, I could sit there and and for years I was saying I'm like oh that can't bother you. You know I, I don't understand. I don't understand. Why don't I understand? I'm your friend. You tell me this. You tell me it bothers you, but I cannot understand until it happened to me when some of the clips from Marty's show were on YouTube, and then there was a comment section, and they called me ass cow, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like really upset. And, I thought um, you'd be like, oh my god, they know my name. No, I was really upset because it it was it was really it was scary, in a yeah. way. Like you know, because you don't know. I, I mean, like, what are you mad about? I'm just trying to. Well, it's all, it's always like from for me, it's always like uh, men with avatars where they're wearing masks and uh, you know, like scary masks oh, that's and terrifying. stuff, and they say they want to kill me or I'm a oh contour Jew. Hitler was it, right stuff. And uh, I try to just go like, uh. How do you do? But if they say they want to kill you, don't you? Isn't that worthy of police action or something? I mean, what do you do in situations like that? I, I don't. And what what kind of person would tweet something? I'm going to kill you. I mean, that is where you can just go get them arrested somehow. Why would you even write something like that? Why would somebody? I mean, I sometimes I look and they've. It's their only tweet. They've signed up to Twitter, so (laughs) that they can say this to me. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I, I don't know whether I told you, I, I think I did, but there was some list, it's called Schittler's List, mm-hmm. and my mother's on it. Why? I don't know, it's like some list of uh, some guy that hates Jews, and my mother's on it, I guess she, you know, she's like, uh, you know, always uh, fighting for the cause, so she's on Schittler's List, it's called. A guy that hates Jews and he's calling it Schittler's List? Yeah. That's a play on Schindler's List, who right. is... Who's a savior to many Jews in the right? But he's—I guess—I don't know. He changed it and <laughs> I didn't say he was uh, bright. I just, you know, <laughs> couldn't believe my mom made the made the cut. That's you know? pretty exciting. I know it was Wrote kind of exciting. How about that, huh? Oh, here's the other thing I was going to talk about. Um, I've been waiting for this actually because uh, I wanted to talk about somebody who, you know, we we're talking about women and women's uh, having some trouble. <laughs> There's a, an article on Kate Upton. Uh-huh. Um, and it is an article by a woman, and it says that her diva behavior and flailing film career and burned bridges, she may be all washed up. Yeah. What's I don't believe to do with women's rights. I'm saying because I, I, I just think. Page. No, I, I know it's gossip, but I'm saying it's like, um, you know, it's like uh, when you're like a model, isn't that what you're supposed to be? Is kind of uh, a diva. And she's, what are they saying? She's a great actress or something? I'm saying, like, they're saying she's washed up because she got, like, you know, two years older. That's the way I looked at it. I, there's, I don't even know how to comment on it. It's just, it's, you know, it's, what is it? It's the post or something? Like, who cares? Yeah, but I'm just, I noticed it because I was like, that's the stupidest article I've ever seen because I don't see how she's washed up. They, this person is making fun of that Game of Thrones ad that she was in, which I think is pretty good. I still think she's really hot. And I thought she was actually really good in that movie, The Other Women, which I enjoyed. <laughs> did, did you like that movie at all? I, I didn't see That's it. That's with that, um, you know, Jed Apatow's wife. Yeah, and, Leslie Mann. She's great. Yeah, she's really good. Cameron Diaz. Diaz. I right. kind of enjoyed the movie. They're all really pretty. And then I kind of saw it just for Kate Up. I will watch movies with the, you know, supermodel like Brooklyn Decker or watch that Adam Sandler movie with, with her because she was in it. I am that guy. So I don't need her to be a great actress. Why are you yelling? At I me? don't know. I'm very angry. <laughs> I, I this is what I do. I'm um <clears throat> so I'm sitting across from David at his kitchen table, and I have a view of his refrigerator, which of course has me my softball picture from when I was in seventh grade on it. 
among many things, including his beloved nieces and nephew. Uh, let's see, Dory, Liza, and Billy. That's right. right. That's right. And that is held up by a refrigerator magnet <laughs> that says, I heart gay porn. <laughs> I know. It's tough and when they is... come over. They're like, Uncle David, what's gay porn? And then underneath that is just a picture of like a million. Uh, oh, fake boobs. Fake boobs like pushed against each other. <laughs> it says mega boobs Olympics. And then a family picture with, uh, you know, your, oh, yeah. your mother yeah. Rhoda. And, uh, it's your a sister. very diverse refrigerator. Um, some newspaper clippings, which. Oh, uh, those are two dead girls. Death. Those the one girl oh, on balcony the, horror. That's right. right. That's the girl who used to live right next door, and I asked her out, and she goes, "I'd rather be dead." And then she fell off the balcony. Yeah, you are. A, you I put it on the refrigerator have... because she. Um, it was a reminder of how girls sometimes don't. Um, they just don't listen to reason when they've been drinking. Why? How did she fall off her balcony? She was drunk. And the guy, she was on a date, and it was right next door. And she was on a date, and the guy's like, please don't sit on that. It doesn't look sturdy. And she, she's like, eh, go fuck yourself. And she fell over. And that's we know that because that's what the date said. That's right. Who could have also murdered her. Well, I thought that, and I think if I was the date, I think they pretty much would have said that I murdered her because nobody would have ever believed me. But apparently he was distraught, like really messed up. Oh. And the other woman is the woman who caused a uh, a derailment on the, she parked her she parked her car on the railroad Woman's tracks Woman's fatal fall after balcony gives way oh that's the same one sorry. right well also that girl's very pretty <laughs> so i have it up but the other one is oh the my God, woman that's who so dark i know it's weird i don't, i don't know why but i had that up there to rem- this woman put her car on the in, the in front of the metro north train and this guy kept saying, get get off the tracks. What, what are you doing? And nobody knows. And then she caused all these deaths. We, and herself. And herself. Oh, that's such a terrible, selfish way to kill yourself. That, well, we, nobody, we don't think she was trying to kill herself, but she, we don't know. And it's weird. And the guy was like, what are you doing? And it is selfish. That's what I'm... Yes, it's very selfish, and it makes me mad. A lot of people are killing themselves by like taking a whole bunch of people out and then killing themselves. I don't like I that. I say, if you want to kill yourself... Be, do crazy hero shit that you just die while it happens. I always like, thought oh, about he that. he was saving her. And go he to lost Iraq. His life. Kick some ass. Yeah, just yeah. go full Rambo or you know, not have to kill other people. Take out a couple of those ISIS people. guys first. Yeah, maybe. Let me ask you, yeah. speaking of selfish, you, did you see the Bruce Jenner interview? Yeah. Do you think he's being selfish? What? Why? Uh, How? Because. In no way. All right, all right. I'm Brave just saying. I, I, I disagree. T- I think it's a little selfish. In what way? I think it's selfish because I've seen this before. When now he's not. Oh, coming that out. he married these women and yeah, but he so he, much he, that I think I feel I think like he's what a it's, lesbian. Yeah, it's weird, right? But so am I. Ha. <laughs> you're no, you're like you're a gay man that likes women. Oh right, that's right. Jesus he's Christ. A Why woman. Why does everybody say that on my show? Who likes women? <laughs> Just because I like sports and the Tonys? <laughs> um, I don't know. Sometimes I think that kind of stuff when you... It, it hurts your kids. How and does it hurt his kids? Like, there's, I don't think there's a reason to be on television about it. That's all I'm saying. And the reason Are I, you kidding? Listen, 
listen. Yeah, go ahead. He has a platform. Granted, it's because of the Kardashians more than being a huge Olympian yeah. and American hero. Sorry. Um, that he has an international reach and can bring light to a community that where teenagers uh, are constantly killing themselves because of bullying and not being understood and parents not understanding. The trans generation and the trans community is growing because of bravery and good things and change. It's not like there's suddenly more of them. It's that they're seeing this option to actually be themselves. And he is giving voice. He's going to change millions of lives I and probably prevent many many suicides and and beat did you i mean that special wasn't just about bruce jenner it was about so many of the trans community and getting brutally beaten on a daily basis and killing themselves to escape the horror that is their lives i agree i um it's just that, you know, there's another side to it, too, where um, people are talking about, well, I mean, you, you know Brody Jenner, and he's yeah. been complaining that he was a bad father, and then he missed a lot of birthdays and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that has and nothing to do with him. I, you know what that has what to do saying. with? That yeah. has to do with him not being who he is. What are you, what are you saying? It, it, first of all, him being not being around as a father, you know, for s some of his 10 kids over all these times doesn't have to do with the fact that he's trans some people are bad dads some people are good dads some people are bad and they get good you know people change but that doesn't have to do with the fact that he was he's a woman born in a man's body and has been squelching that for 65 years you know my dad was a, a rage-filled asshole for a lot of my youth because he was an artist who didn't let himself be an artist. And he just took over his dad's business, his dad who beat the shit out of him as a kid, and squelched that in him. And, and, and married my mother who was an artist because he saw that she was something he wished he was, and then squelched that in her because he didn't let himself be who he was. And then he finally did, and he became the man he was supposed to be. And he's so happy and so grateful. and. Is he famous or any of that? No, but he writes every day, and he loves it, and he he ex he let he finally let himself express himself. How did and he do that? Until that happened, he was a squelched, miserable fuck of a human being. How did he finally figure it out? What what do you suppose was the thing that helped? Uh, a combination of age. Therapy. Oh, he did go to therapy. Uh, good influences, his, you know, his daughters and his, his wife and the people around him and uh, and uh, uh, antidepressants. <laughs> That's interesting. But you're right. He does have good daughters. Oh, and he's... So we would have to say, he was like, oh, look, I guess I did a pretty good job. He's just the greatest, one of the greatest persons I know. Oh. You know, he's a hero to me. And it, it's because he... He let himself be changed. He let himself change, and he saw. He saw what he was doing finally, you know, to himself and the people around him. That's hard to figure out sometimes. It's almost impossible. A lot of people go their whole lives and don't. My dad never did. No, he didn't. No. And now he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> he's never coming back, and that's that. <laughs>
He's gone. That's it. He's gone. Yeah. There's nothing we can do. And we tried I know to work it hard, out. hard, you know? Not really. Not for me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the only reason I just want to bring up that I um, brought up the selfish thing because it, it reminded me, and, and I what you said enlightened me. I love you. And I do listen to what you say, and we have arguments like this all the time. And I know you don't usually like talking about this stuff with me because I'm rather naive. And I get it. But um, no, but over the years, you've become so much more open. I've tried, <laughs> uh, but I was brought up. I talk about this on the show all the time. I was brought up by my father and, and he wasn't super prejudiced. He was just a lot of times like uh, when I was playing the uh, remember the University of Oklahoma and they were singing that song, you know, I would never let it. Oh, murder, gosh, that thing, right? Yeah. And I always say to myself, I don't those guys. They were taught that song. I don't even know whether they were being prejudiced. You know, like they were just like, "Oh, if we sing this song, we're in," or something. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but is I, it I'm an excuse to, a, to be ignorant? That too, it is absolutely. But um, you know, I try, I try and cut people a break sometimes. You know, whatever. But um, my dad, you know, he would tell me uh, that the reason there weren't black quarterbacks in the NFL is because um, quarterbacks are very smart. And they have to learn all the plays. Jesus and, uh, and he, I don't even think he was saying it that black people aren't smart. No, I think but he was he's just teaching taught... his son that black people aren't smart. Yeah. But that's the way prejudice is, you know, done. So, But like you said, through the years I've been uh, trying You've to work it out. You've got to be taught yeah. to be afraid. <laughs> but um, I'm sure your dad loved that song. He loved musicals, <laughs> loved South Pacific, never heard the lyrics. <laughs> Uh, it is true. I don't know. It was weird. Me and Alan were talking about Alan Klein. We're talking about that. He never, he never had a problem with Alan. Um, he only had a problem with him when he would stop traffic because he couldn't get home. What with the queer nation? Yeah, when he, you know, he protest and he couldn't get home. And when he would come home, he'd always be like, "You could tell your friend if you want." And I thought he was going to say something really anti-gay, and he'd just be like, "If he wants to stop traffic, to do it on his own time." <laughs> but it was weird because he never. Yeah, Alan was always like, "No, he likes me." I'm like, "I know." It was very odd. You just I didn't see that coming. I don't know. Yeah, because he knew. Him. I mean, a lot of people who are prejudiced or racist or all these things, they don't have experience it's just the unknown people are so afraid of the unknown oh what i was going to say and just really quickly um i have a, a friend from high school and uh, to make a really hilariously long story short um i've known he was gay since high school i'm sorry since nursery school mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean because one of those things whenever we play house he always wanted to be the wife and i was like what is that about you know you just don't you know something's you know, weird. And then I knew he was doing all this. He married this girl that I've also known since elementary school. And my parents told me, you got to tell her. My sister said, no, it's none of your business. And uh, they were married 20 years. Wow. She finally told me at this bar mitzvah, we were at like, oh, we're getting divorced. I'm like, why? You know, pretending. I'm like, well, it turns out he's gay. And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> you know, well, how could that be? Um, but the worst part of that story is, he told his daughter he wanted to come out at her bar, bar mitzvah. And I thought that was extremely selfish. And I'm sorry. That's what I thought of. When some, But I, I get it now. No, 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 no. That's different. I'm sorry. I mean, that's the that, way I was. That is that is taking the spotlight from your daughter's special day. She's Unless... like, Daddy, please, please, God, don't. The only thing way oh, that would yeah, be the only way that would be okay if it was if, my if she... bar mitzvah. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> the only way it would be okay is if she was like, Daddy, it would mean so much to me if right. you like spoke your truth yeah. on this day of my nobody's but, that cool but um 
But if that's not the case, that's totally shitty. It's your yeah. special day. And I'm sorry, it's like that's why. like announcing you're engaged at a wedding. I don't know. No, I don't know. Well, no, you're right. It would take away the brides if her maid of honor yeah. said, I'm also engaged. So this has turned out to be two celebrations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brides hate that. <laughs> hey, let me, um, I want to uh, play this. I don't know. You know, Sarah has been uh, an actress for, for many years. And uh, here's one of her finest performances. Oh, no. Yeah. I, I just wish that he wouldn't try so hard. You know, I wish he would just sit back and kind of let it happen. <laughs> Where did that come from? I'm sorry. <laughs> I uh, got one sip of wine, and I'm just no, no. I mean, I mean, I mean. You know, that's fine. But I, I have to be honest with you. I uh... Joe. Uh, no, no. Don't misunderstand me. That was a friendship kiss. No, I'm Italian. I, <laughs> I think you're nice, but uh, I have a boyfriend. Oh, good. Oh, good. You know, because I really like you a lot. No, me too. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what it's from? Of course, that was from the great. Brotherly love. <laughs> and who was the actor? Uh, Whoa. Joe, Joey Lawrence. <laughs> Little Joey Lawrence. Uh, you know, there's a lot of problems. I think I was like 10 years old. Then, <laughs> I maybe. <think> so too. <laughs> okay, you look really pretty but in it, though. The greatest is that he, then he leaves and it's raining outside. Yeah, it's I, raining. I look out a rain, it's in a studio. But <laughs> I look out a rainy window and I go, <laughs> goodbye, Joe. <laughs> I mean, I must have seen it when it first aired 20 years ago. I don't know, 15. I don't know what it was. I don't know. Sorry. I don't, but, you know, I'm sorry. You were said you were like 10, right? It was a long time ago. And um, and I saw that scene looking out the window. I'm like, for real? It was so funny. But do you know how many inconsistencies are with that show? <laughs> I don't like to make fun of sitcoms, but um, first of all, you're like, I've had wine. Uh, that's amazing acting because you don't drink. And then you're playing Italian. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Well, all what a Jews performance. Play Italian. I know, but it's <laughs> funny. You looked Italian too. It was like really it was good. Yeah, it was good. we all did. You looked good. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was just you looked really pretty and uh, Oh my god, you want to see my bangs? I got bangs cut and it's Oh, you're wearing I, a hat I today. I look like so Mo. I <laughs> it's so bad and the guy what? cut like Where way past the front of my head. Can I talk about what you're wearing today? Because I still don't understand. I've sure. never seen you wear that before. It's like a mechanic. It's hard for you to to accept things that are new. You know that. Yeah. I've known each other too long for you it's not okay. to know. So what is this? This is a mechanic's outfit. It's a um. Like you look in a car. It happens to be in style, but I've had it forever. In style. Well, you know they sell it at. Fancy stores, uh, with jumpsuits or whatever now for like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. This I got for like forty dollars. Looks comfortable as hell. It's great. I throw it on. And that's my day. It's the one piece coveralls. Like, yeah, I guess it's like a maintenance man. Um, <laughs> well, you're also wearing the hat, the maintenance man hat as well. This was a um, from the Sarah Silverman program. This is our. Uh, what does it, what say, does it say on, on top? I can't tell. Well. It was the uh, cast. Oh, Sarah, gift. Sarah Cable. Sarah? No, Shrub, Shrub Cable. Oh, it was a uh, Rob Shrub who will be uh, directing the Lego Two movie. That's right. He directed all the uh, and co-created the Sarah Silverman program. Yeah. And many years ago, before way before Mad Men, of course, Tall John Schrader, who just got married, uh, said, "Could we hire my friend John Hamm to be the cable guy?" Yeah, sure. 
So um, he played a cable guy and he had a patch on his thing. It said shrub cable because Rob shrub, oh. you know, why not? Yeah. And then in tiny letters, just too small to read on television underneath, it says, oh, eaten see. all the pussy since 92. <laughs> <laughs> I just so everybody that got a hat that had that patch on it. Oh, for, I didn't get one. I didn't even get a gift. water bottle. I'm still angry about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's so funny. I... S- Saw something about that. You talking about that in the Mad Men finale? They asked you to speak about that exact. That I thought he didn't take the part, John Hamm, in what? your show. I, I don't know. I did. got it mixed up. I uh, no, no. The story is that then Ham got this pilot for Mad Men, and he called me up. This is a my example of how I have terrible. Sorry, I have terrible instincts. He goes, oh, I'm doing this pilot for AMC and there's a part you could be good for you should come audition and I go uh, uh as much as I'd love to audition for your pilot on AMC <laughs> I think I'll pass that's right and, that's uh, right I saw the person who replaced you that's what it was that was the story or who got the part yeah no I yeah don't I don't know who she is it great. is she a regular what's her name um no, she came back at the end, actually, or uh, this a couple weeks ago. But she was just in a few episodes. She, she was like a Jewish woman that owned a department store. Oh, that's so funny. I um, I don't know. Did I ever tell you that uh, I was supposed to be on The Daily Show? Um, <laughs> like a correspondent. Yes, the, before it started with Liz Wednesday. She uh-huh. had me in, and I was going to do television reviews. And oh she's God. like, do you think you could do that every week? And I'm like, could I? And I was like totally excited. And my manager, who was, I believe, your sister's manager as well, um, told me uh, that The Daily Show was going nowhere. <laughs> and uh, it is my formal recommendation that you do not do it. And I said... Um, Why would you not do anything? I mean... At the- that's, I, was, I was working at a law firm at that point. I, I mean, it's like <laughs> I was like, shouldn't... But wouldn't anything be good at this point? He goes, Dave, I'm just saying... This is my formal recommendation. My mother said, you got to listen to your manager sometimes, you know. The one time I finally listened. You know how I never listen to anybody. <laughs> I was like, well, I guess he's right. He must know something. Yeah, but you're all the worst, too. I mean, you're the one that said to Blue Man Group they'd never make it. You told Chelsea Handler she shouldn't do stand-up. And I was right about all of those things. No. <laughs> These are true stories, folks. I mean, I listen, listen. With Blue Man Group, and I have spoken about this on this show, mm-hmm. anyone would give me that one. When the girl who, you know, he, her roommates were the Blue Man Group, she goes, oh, these are my pictures of my friend. I take pictures of them. They do a show downtown. They dress in blue, and they play music. And I'm like, li- listen, that's the stupidest thing. I mean, anybody would say that. That's not fair. Me and Lawrence walked out of that thing. We were laughing. We're like, good luck with that. Oh, my God. I saw it three times when I was in the took Lafayette you to, Theater. Yeah. I took you I to see it on, like, on a date. I told him because it's tur- it turned out those guys were the nicest, sweetest guys I've ever met. And remember, we went downstairs, mm-hmm. and they were and so into it. They, they were like, "Can you help us? Can you help us?" We, we they remember they were so into it. They're like, "We talk into the tubes, into the audience," and it was so funny. And then the show was completely enjoyable. Then it, it turned out that I saw it. I'm like, "This is gonna be stupid, stupid." And then it's great. I'm like, "I'm gonna take other people." Yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, they those guys, and they're so nice. And you know. The backstory of that uh, is the reason why it's still there because they don't even have to be there anymore. Right. And a lot of the, the original guys, sometimes they'll go and do a performance oh, once wow. in a while. Um, the owner of that building said, I'm going to give you guys this building. He was selling it. He's like, I'm going to give you guys this building. Wow. 
but you have to promise, and I think they made a contract, that you have to keep running the show here. That's the only thing I ask because I love it. And um, they do, and they're really nice guys. It's crazy. Stomp is still at that, uh, that Orpheum still, fe- yeah. Theater. That was there when I lived there. Yeah, yeah. The and then you know, your building blew up. We were talking about no, that a couple of days ago. No, my building is the what one was it, next that's door? still standing. It was the three buildings next to it. I'm 129 2nd Avenue. 122nd, uh, 127th is still there. That's oh, I B&H thought that was the Dairy. one. 120, 125, 123, and 121 are all exploded. That's why I sent you that thing. I'm like, Ugh, it just missed the B&H Dairy because you always take me in there. Oh, it's my favorite <laughs> restaurant. Know. Oh, I'd go there tonight. Oh, my God. But it, it's, uh, yeah, we were talking about that because, um, you know, these two girls want to sue the city because they, they were from out of town and they can't deal with the emotional stress. And it was furious. What? Yeah. Yeah, you heard me correctly. I mean, I said it exactly right. They can't, they're, they're taking a shot and it's rude. They're suing the city because what? They were near the fire or they yeah. saw the fire? They were staying at somebody's apartment where three in your building, I think, where, you know, it was near where the building exploded. And now they're going to sue the city. Oh, that's so taking shitty. a chance. I, it's I, shitty. I, I can't imagine that's the whole story. It is the whole story. There's these two girls, and I mentioned their names, and they're out there. Does it occur to them all the families and people that lost their homes? No. And I was talking about, because you know my friend Katie, uh, you know, used to be a waitress at uh, Catch Rising Star, mm-hmm. who was living underneath the World Trade Center where that blew up, and there wasn't even a thought in her head to sue the city. In fact, she was mad that she had to leave the city because she wanted to stay. But Amy's V is calling me. Amy's V called me three weeks ago. It's so funny. That's Sarah's manager. Should I call? During should I pick the up? yeah, you might as well during the podcast to ask me for her uh, for basketball picks. Amy, you are on Dave Jeskow's podcast right now. <gasps> oh, we can so hear you. <laughs> I said you always call me during the podcast because uh, you need basketball picks, which you won your bracket, right? I did. I did. It's unbelievable. Six hundred and eighty dollars. Oh, sweet. Um, Wait, this is live? Yeah, well, kind of, you know. No, it's on, it's <laughs> live on he'll, tape. He'll put it on tape, but um, you know, don't t- don't say anything that seven to ten people can't hear. <laughs> you son of a bitch! <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, well, obviously, not a good time. Um, no, this is the best time actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've just been texting. I'll call you later. <laughs> Hi, David. I miss you. Oh, thank you, Amy. I miss you too. Listen, you have work to do. Um, You're so clear, by the way. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. It's incredible. I'm going to take calls like this more often. Is it like a DSI line or something? Uh, Yeah. No. No. It's just like your phone, really. Yeah, it's just my cat is using the the microphone. I don't know. You have a cat? Yeah. You didn't know that? Selena. She wanders around sometimes. uh, When Sarah's not here, she's all over the wires. I'm not a cat person. But your dog, by the way? Yeah. Um, is really like into this licking inside of the mouth thing. Ew. Oh yeah, yeah. So you make out. Do you with think your dog? it's like a more than normal? Yeah, I think I know. I figured it out. Well, what is what it? What is it? I think well, whoever's walking around upstairs in heels. Oh, makes me scares, crazy. It scares the shit out of her, and every time we hear a noise upstairs, she jumps up and then just gets in your face and starts licking it. All right, can I just say, I never usually do this, but I call downstairs. I've called like three times over the years, over just the past few months, because this person who lives directly above me clomps around in like big high heels or something. It's just like clomp, 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 clomp. Who the fuck needs to be wearing high heels in their apartment 
and it's killing me. And I, but yeah. I, David, I wouldn't put this on the podcast. I would. Yeah, I want I that know, woman to stop. Mean, we don't, you know. You, you know, think she's going to listen? <laughs> but I, I will say, I think that whatever it is that they're doing is causing, you know, she's a little, she gets scared with loud noises and whatnot. And like that happened the other day. I'm here at Sarah's, by the way. I'm not just her manager. I'm her dog sitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're still better than my manager who told me not to do the daily show. And like it was happening only every time she heard that noise above. Yeah. So Maybe I'll just write them a nice letter and say, if, please, is there any way you could not walk around uh, in heels? Because it's like all through the night. If there's something very cokey about it. Oh. If you can call me back within the hour, that'd be great. Okay, I will. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye, David. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, I had a uh, neighbor for years... Uh, who was an airline stewardess, thin as a rail, never heard anything up here. Um, she got cancer, and her sisters, who were, Aww. you know, about two hundred pounds, <laughs> came up. And all of a sudden, I heard noise upstairs after fifteen years. Yeah, I've, I've... and then and I knew something was wrong, and then they told me. I met the sisters, and they're like, "Oh, she's sick," and that's why. We're, and I mm. knew something was up, and so then. A couple months passed, maybe a year, and I heard noise again, like big noise, like a lot of moving and stuff, and that's when I realized she had died because I could tell Aww. something was going on. And now I hear footsteps, whoever's living up there. It's not horrible like you, but um, I, I can hear stuff now all of a sudden, and it's, you know, I hate it because it reminds me of my dad uh, coming down to tell me, to yell at me that I, you know, I'm doing something stupid. <laughs> it still freaks me out. It's so awful. I hate complaining. But you know what? You know, remember when I had that apartment and I was clomping around in my, like, Ugg boots that someone gave me that were too big on me and I was, like, hammering at night, you know, hanging up? I didn't think twice about it. And then my upstairs neighbors left a note. They were really upset. Oh, uh, wasn't that... Was, that was, yeah. Right, right, right. I do and remember I that. So, I totally I remember terrible, that. I felt terrible, and I'm so glad they told me, and I sent them flowers, and, you know, then we became friends. I mean, yeah. I would want to know. I don't want to bother anybody, but these people upstairs... I mean, I've called a couple times, and uh, downstairs, and I guess they call them, but I don't know why... Uh, like, if I was making noise, that I always ask my neighbors, like, can you hear me play in the radio or anything? They go, no, no. Yeah, these walls are pretty good and thick, so yeah. it's not bad. But, yeah, that, well, that's the worst. I mean, that's the worst that there is when you oh. hear other people when you live in an apartment. It's the and absolute worst. It sounds like worst. they're, like, moving furniture. It always it's sounds like that way. And I bet you that woman's not even wearing high heels. When you find out what she's actually doing, it's going to be kind of hilarious. It'll be it's like, like a sitcom. Clomp, clomp, right. clomp, clomp, clomp. But maybe there's, like, some stupid explanation, like her dog has high heels or something. Like, it's always yeah, going to be something. Yeah, her dog probably has high sick, heels. You're well, right you know there. what I'm saying. It's going to be something sitcom-ish or something, but it's... Uh, you got to take care of it. We should power walk to B&H Dairy for dinner. We're not doing that. Okay. I told you. I, God damn, I can't believe that place is still around. So but good. Maybe I will. Let's, um, I want to do this um, one thing. Let's see if you, do you still know celebrity baby names? Are you still good at that? Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> I know, I did this with Rachel because she really, it's really know, fascinating it's what you know. I surprising when you know. Okay, yeah. let's see. All right. Uh, how about, uh, the, yeah, because Sarah has a gift for knowing celebrity baby names. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, all right, Scarlett Johansson. No. Uh, with uh, she just welcomed a baby girl. 
in September. Uh, rose Something rose. Dark. Oh, <laughs> got it completely right. Well, they all have rose somewhere. In uh, there. How about Christina Aguilera? These are normal names. Max. That's completely correct. <laughs> My God. Um, how about Penelope Cruz and Javier Bardem? I don't know. Um, it's Leo. Leave Schreiber, Naomi Watts. Oh, that's uh, Sasha. No, Alexander and um, <laughs> not Sasha. Alexander. You're right there. It's an and ass. Uh, um, You're right there. That's so funny. Don't tell me. Wait, I've actually met these boys. I, fe- yeah, I had a feeling you might meet some of these people. So, uh, but I could meet them a hundred times. Still Alexander not remember the name. Alexander and. I don't know. Samuel. Oh. You no. were right there, though. You had the S. Um, what about uh, Ben Affleck? You know, the. Um, yeah, that's Serafina. That's completely right. Named after me. Samuel. And. Again. Uh, Samuel, and then the third one. And Samuel is one? Yeah, yeah. Again. And then uh, the older one, she's so cute, is. Uh, uh, don't tell me. Lily or uh, it's a flower. You're thinking of your uh, boyfriend's daughter's name. Oh yeah, Violet. You were completely yeah, I knew it was right. A flower, it was a flower. Yeah. Uh, your take on the Ben Affleck thing? We were talking about it last week. What Ben Affleck thing? That uh, the thing that he did with PBS that his ancestors are slave owners. Oh, did you not yeah, hear? That? I mean, I, I you know I'm not judging him for it. That's a really hard thing to find out. I'm sure, and uh, you know, and he's very political and I'm sure there's people that would want to use that against him and have glee in that fact and so you know it's it it is it isn't it's only public knowledge because he decided to do this public thing I don't judge him I, I would I think I would I always think that the truth and history and stuff is um is good you know it because it shows that he's you know that we are not our ancestors and um but i don't judge that at all that's a really hard thing you know i mean uh, I, I do think like in in a very not analog not necessarily analogous thing like a like bill cosby aside from everything about bill cosby right now he's a rapist and all the, what? all the revelations but many many years ago Remember, he bought all the Amos and Andes. And so Little that, Rascals, I think, too, which yeah, made me so Yeah, so that so no angry. one could see it yeah. because of the racism oh. in it. And I just think that's a mistake. When you take things out of history, that's right. and we cannot learn from history, and it's, of course, doomed to repeat. And you know what the funny thing is about those Little Rascals? And, you know, he was taking it out for racism. And, yes, there were certain racist things. But the funny thing is, when I was a kid watching the Little Rascals, I remember them treating black kids like just anyone else and the black kids were prolific in the episodes and i didn't see that in other shows of that of the day in the 70s the well, way they were then so i i was very upset because they were treated like regular you know people and so i don't know i mean there were a couple of things that perhaps was but like you said we would well, look at that now things are pretty big <laughs> but we would look at that now and just say oh my god how it's could that have happened to see those right. things it's important to have history be true and accurate and encompass everything especially the ugliest things yeah you know the only reason i was upset with the ben affleck thing was because first of all i can't stand this guy but my reasons <laughs> are 
uh, because he got Alias was my favorite show and he knocked up Jennifer Garner and ruined the show and then it subsequently got canceled. So that is my only reason. No, they it was nope. over before they nope. were married. No, it wasn't. I'm telling you. I was a big fan of the show. Mm. This is pre-Orphan Black. You know, you got a kick-ass actress and this was a great show. She got pregnant. They put that into the plot and then, you know, it was horrible. She was kicking ass while she was pregnant. It wasn't working, and it subsequently got canceled. It's all Ben Affleck's fault. <sighs> However, the only reason I was upset with him is because he kind of ruined that documentaries maker's life in a way because now people know that, um, you know, he was asked to edit out that he that he had the slave ancestors, and now everybody kind of knows it, and the guy, um, the poor director, you know, the guy that put the thing together, now people know, like, Geez, we're really not supposed to How cut does it leak? PBS, the Sony stuff. Hmm. Yeah. All right. I feel bad in that way, but also, you know, but but you know what? There must be like eighty percent of people, white people, that probably ancestors are slave owners. I mean, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It seems like that's going to happen. However, recently that has been rebuffed. Uh, they said because uh, if I use that word correctly, uh, looking <laughs> at his, uh, some tax records. They found that it's possible his ancestors were not slave owners. They've done some more research. So Great. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't mean that's I mean it it's you know, it doesn't uh change anything about the existence of slavery. So really, I mean <laughs> honestly, what's the uh, sorry, difference? I don't know what you're talking about slavery, but let's get back to the baby names. Okay. Um Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis. Mila Kunis, sorry. And Ashton That's right. Kutcher. Now, these are the crazy names. Have a baby named... Uh, it's probably something like Holden. Or... <laughs> no. No. I don't know. Wyatt Isabel. Oh, I love the name. Oh, Wyatt for a girl. That's really cute. Yeah, I guess it is, right? That's lovely. Um, What about Mike Myers? Mm, what? No? Yeah, I don't know. I just found it's Sunday. <laughs> that uh, What's her face? Is Sunday Rose. That's... uh. Uh, Who's that? I heard that uh, one the other... Nicole, uh, Nicole, uh, the movie star. Nicole and the country singer from American Idol. Carrie Underwood? No. Oh, uh, oh, Kelly... No. Clarkson. Nicole, she's a movie star. She used to be married to Tom Cruise. Nicole Kidman? Yeah, Nicole Kidman and then... Oh, the guy from American Idol, um, right, Keith Urban? Oh, sorry, Keith Urban, yeah. They're, they have a daughter named Sunday Rose. I don't know why I know that. What about Gwen Stefani? Oh, uh, there's Zuma. <laughs> 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 and uh, Kingston. And uh, is there another one? Yeah, there's one more. Zuma, Kingston. <laughs> God, you're good. And Steve. No, no I don't know what they're <laughs> Apollo. Oh, all right. Um, Ryan Gosling. Uh, Esme. <laughs> With Esmeralda. I yeah. Think. Yeah, wow. Well, I remembered it because Mia's daughter is Esme, so I, uh, maybe they'll call her um, Esme. You'll never get this one. Uh, this is a tough one. Jimmy Kimmel and Molly. Uh, I named that baby. You did? Jane. Why'd you name it? Well, um, Was it your business to name their baby? They don't like to admit it, but I did find an email. After he told me that uh, Molly was pregnant with a list of names, and the very top one is Jane. Boom. He likes to say that he named uh, uh, her after the, his grandmother. The grandmother he didn't, the one grandmother he didn't care for. That's crazy. Yeah, I named well, I, her. That, it's Jane. <laughs> beautiful. She's uh, so cute. Um, I'll just, uh, 
And on this one here, let's see if you get... Um, you'll never get this and one. And Katie and Kevin, of course. Right, of course. Uh, Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, that's... I know that. I that's, know you do. Uh, I know you know that. Harper <laughs> and Gideon. That's completely right. <laughs> I know. I was like, that was the test of the babies that you absolutely know. Um, it's almost uh, time to go, but uh, I want to... I wanted to play this... Uh, Oh, yeah, I wanted to play this clip. I uh, Again, when I knew you were coming, I was watching this Saturday night. And this is from Lost in Space. Oh, yeah. Now, listen to this dialogue. I taped off the TV. Mr. Smith? We've acted like a coffee break. We've been at that for hours. Thank you. Ah, great. Just what we needed. Like the rumor said, men are stronger and smarter, but women make the best coffee. Men are strong and smart, but women make the best coffee. Yeah. Your thoughts? Oh, yeah. That's the, that's like who cares? I know, just kind of funny. I mean, it's from lost in space. Yeah. You find examples like that from today, and it's. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just remember watching it, and I'm like, what? That's it, but that's supposed to be like a big futuristic space. You know, like or like, oh, we're above all that and stuff. That's why Star Trek was great, and Lost in Space was a joke. But um, I had one other thing because, oh, uh, yeah, I think you'll like this. You know they're thinking about changing standardized testing? Good, right? Uh, because, you know, they guess they think it's just not working, which is kind of funny. But also, like, they're realizing that people learn in different ways. That's right. And I think, I don't know whether you remember this, but... Um, Do you remember the Different Strokes episode? Because I remember it as a kid where they were explaining why the standardized testing doesn't work. And this is from like 1978 or 9. And they uh, go to this guy who's the... All right, guys. Start the questions. Question number one. If there's no water in the house, how did you take a shower? Well, obviously you can't. Wrong. You wait for him to turn on the fire hydrant, run out in the street with your underwear. Oh, right, because it was like standardized testing was te- was racist right, and right. slanted towards the white culture. I know, isn't that awesome? That's great. I know. I was just thinking when, and that's what I think of when I see this article. I'm like, oh, but Different Strokes was talking about that tw- 30 years ago. How dare they? 40. And um, now, do have you heard of this show, Your Family or Mine? Mm-mm. I was watching it yesterday. You know what? I'm not even going to, because it's so bad. I, I was just watching it yesterday. I think Richard Dreyfus is in it. It's a movie? No, it's a television show on TBS. It's horrid. No. Um, Ed Bagley's in it. I don't know. He's in, Richard Dreyfus is in one of the shows. I don't know what he's doing there. They don't promote that he's in it. I mean, this guy's a major motion picture star. I don't understand what he's Ed doing. Ed Bagley probably asked him to do it. You th- Why, are they friends? Do you know? I bet they are. But, uh, yeah. See, I mean, Ed this Bagley. Is, My nephew, Gil. This was some I leave all automobiles in my estate. Where's the, the horrible canned laughter, what? you know? She didn't have a car. Yeah, you know, we, we couldn't locate one either. <laughs> to his wife, Jan, I leave the crystal parrot that she so kindly puts out whenever I visit. <sighs> to my great niece, Shawnee, I leave my extensive collection of self-help books. <laughs> Well, there's, there's some sort of context we aren't privy to. No, no, I, I am privy to it. They're reading a will, and it's just not fun. I watched the whole show, and it doesn't work. It's All like, right. it's really bad. And I love bad sitcoms. You know this, right? I love Ed Begley Jr. I do too. And he's really, really good, but the show is really bad. And now this is my favorite show. It's called Dog with a Block. I'm going crazy. 
Easy. Unless you hear him too. Because in that case, alert the media, we've got the world's first talking dog. I thought I was the world's first talking. That's the dog talking. Oh. Uh... <laughs> now that's hilarious. Uh, nope. What? Okay. Listen to what the dog no does. No reason to alert the media or anything. <laughs> then it's true, I am hearing voices. Seriously? We're running with this? <laughs> hey, this is kind of cool. I can say whatever I want. Guava. <laughs> I oh, that that dog cracks me up. <laughs> He's amazing. That is right up your alley. Well, you see what I'm saying? I mean, that shows stupid, but it, I don't know. It makes me laugh. Plus, the dog has a, a blog, so he's always typing at the keyboard. Yeah, <laughs> that makes me laugh. Funny. And last week, he was uh, DJing. And um, that works for me uh, every time. That's, that paw on a stick. That's why I like uh, Smigel's show so much, you know. <laughs> I, uh, I emailed him the other day, and I said, you know, your show is um, it's doing really well in the ratings. It keeps winning the night. On cable wow. on Friday nights, yeah. And he goes, Really? I thought nobody was watching. That rings in the end of our show. You know, they announced the Tony nominations this week and uh, Finding Neverland, which is supposed to be the big thing, Harvey Weinstein, they shut him out because they think they are pissed at his methods of trying to get, uh, you know, the way he tried to get awards done, you know, pu- publicizing and trying to be his own best publicist you know so they sent him a message which I think is rude I think that show is going to be pretty good got very good reviews I'm going to go see it with Dory Kelsey Grammer's in it yep and um, Larry David got shut out too I thought he'd get something I don't think it got anything of course we're going to have extensive discussions on that with Liza Minnelli's publicist little Scotty Gorenstein coming up in June because this show likes to talk about sports and musical theater. Do you know they're doing a Groundhog Day musical? Can we talk about you working on your musical? Or? Yeah. Because yeah. we're going to see a show on Friday. That's right. With the genius that is doing the music for your show, who's written some of the catchiest tunes I've ever heard in my entire Adam life. Schlesinger. Yeah. It was done uh, not just Stacy's mom from Fountains of Wayne, but the unbelievable That Thing You Do, which is like one of my favorite songs ever. <laughs> He's really good. Yeah, and I've heard some of your musical, and it's uh, it's fantastic. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's a couple years away. Yeah, right, right. But it's good. Anyway, thank you so much for doing the show. Thank you so much for coming over. You're welcome. I love you. Well, again, thank you so much. And uh, we'll see you next time on the Dave Joe Scott Podcast. Until then, so long.